I'm Joanna Fortune, psychotherapist and author of the 15-minute parenting series of books. Welcome to my 15-minute parenting podcast, where I take a common parenting struggle and break it down with practical, playful solutions. Let's get going. A recent question to my News Talk FM parenting slot asked about a child who was reluctant to give hugs and the parent with the question wondered how they might make them more affectionate. And I explored this through the lens of there being more than one way to express affection. But I also said that this child's no should be heard and respected and she should never be forced to give someone a hug. Now, this sparked a number of comments and questions from many of you about how you were interested in what I meant by the variety of ways to model displays of affection and also a curiosity about, you know, where's the line or how do we get our children to show gratitude or politeness while respecting their right to say no to giving or receiving kisses and hugs. So I thought that this would be a topic worth exploring on here as well as what I said on the radio that day. Now, affection, unconditional love and affection to be precise, has a massive impact on the developing child's physical, social and emotional well-being. Children develop within the love and affection their parent not only has for them, but is able to overtly demonstrate for them each day. So beyond knowing that we love our children and feel very affectionately towards them, how do we show that every day? So if you were to pause and think, you know, does my child know that I love them? Of course they do. How are you sure? How do you show that love and affection every day? And I don't mean, I certainly do not mean buying loads of stuff and presents. It's more about the relationship and connection. And I want to explore a bit more of that in discussing this here. Sometimes our children are going to seek a hug from us and other days they will shrug off any attempt to hug or hold them, right? I think we've all experienced that. One day they're really huggy and clingy and another day they're like, oh, no, get off me. I don't want that hug. It doesn't mean that their love for us has changed. It is much more likely that some days they are simply not in the mood for that type of physical closeness. And sometimes it can indeed seem personal to one particular person whom your child refuses to hug or kiss. It doesn't mean it's personal. There might be something else going on. You know, whatever the reason is, I believe it's really important that we hear, we acknowledge and we respect their no for a number of reasons, not least of which is that it is a good way to model consent and respect for body boundaries from the youngest of ages. That means that we have a baseline that we can grow that conversation about consent and body boundaries up as they grow up. It means that we accept their no and perhaps reflect, okay, not today, maybe another day, but not today. And that's okay. So we're reflecting back. I hear you're saying no. It doesn't mean I will never ask you for one again, but it's okay for you to say no and I will respect that. We should always avoid forcing our children to give a hug or a kiss to someone when they don't want to, as it teaches them that they must please another, even when it doesn't feel comfortable to do so. And that just opens up a whole uncomfortable territory that we do really want to avoid, let's be honest. 
Our children grow up having very little say and control over things in their lives. You know, think about it really. We tell them to eat their dinner, even when they protest that they're not hungry. We encourage them to go to the toilet before a car journey, even when they say they don't need to go. We tell them to wear a coat outside, even when they say they're not cold. Now, we do this as parents motivated by their best interests and also the fact that we know, well, we'll only get a few meters down the road and they'll be like, actually, I do need to go to the toilet and we'll regret not having checked that. And I'm not saying we're wrong in these areas. Sometimes we have to call it that two degrees outside warrants a coat regardless of not wanting to wear one or you have to wear a seatbelt in the car regardless of how you feel about it. But how our children choose to show or withhold physical affection is one that we need to ensure that they develop strength and confidence about at young ages to help keep themselves safe as they grow. Their no about body boundaries will be heard and respected. If your child doesn't want a hug or kiss, this is an expression of bodily autonomy in a world where they get so little opportunity to practice this. No means no. We say that all the time, don't we? But it also applies here. You know, no means no. Your child should have the final say on this one. It is only awkward if we make it a battle by ignoring or seeking to override their no and insisting, go on, you will, go on, give the hug, give the hug. We're the ones making it awkward. The child's no wasn't awkward. What we did in response to it made the situation awkward. I think that as parents, we are now much more aware of and sensitive to what our children want and need. And we offer and encourage them to make independent choices and decisions and to share their thoughts and, uh, and opinions on matters in their lives. Yet, all of that being great, but when it comes to give nanny or granddad a hug or kiss, we can forget our views on and desire to raise a child with strong bodily autonomy and understanding of consent. And instead, we push them to do so out of what we deem politeness. Rather than force our child to shuffle over and give a stiff, reluctant hug or kiss, step back and trust that the adult in question can take it. They can handle it. They can handle your child saying no, and you can lead by example by affirming your cho- your child's choice and then moving swiftly on. You simply say, oh, not today, Gran, that's OK. Let's move on. OK, and you redirect, distract, whatever it is, you move on the situation. Now, if you're struggling with this one, just pause for a moment. You know, maybe you're sitting there going, oh, I don't know, like I think they should be given hugs and kisses and I don't think we should make a big deal out of it. Actually, sometimes the battle is the big deal. It wasn't a big deal until we kind of forced it. But even aside from that, just pause for a moment now and imagine someone asking you for a hug or kiss. As you are now, not you as a child, but you an adult. Maybe, you know, they it's a colleague or your boss. Put that in your head. They're asking you for a hug or kiss. Now, just feel your reluctance to do so. Where is it in your body? How are you feeling like, oh, no, 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 wouldn't do that. And now imagine being told that you must do it. Perhaps you're physically nudged towards the person to give the hug or kiss that you've said you don't want to. Be aware of how that feels for you. Okay, not good, I'm guessing. That is what we do to our children when we force them to show a particular type of affection against their will. 
No one is happy about it in the end, least of all your child. And the person who asked for the hug immediately is like, oh, it's fine. I regret asking. Let it alone because it just becomes really uncomfortable for everybody. Now, I say this type of affection because there are many different ways to show and share affection. Pause now as you're listening just to quickly bring some of those other ways outside of hugs and kisses into your mind. Okay, just take a pause and How do I show or share affection outside of hugs and kisses? Let a couple of things come into your mind. And I'm wondering, what did you come up with straight away? The first couple of things to your mind and maybe after a pause, another few came. Perhaps on your list, you have things like waving, smiling, winking, high fives, elbow taps, you know. Thanks to COVID, we've got elbow taps. Perhaps buying someone a coffee while you're out getting your own and surprising them with it. Or maybe picking up somebody's favorite chocolate bar as a surprise treat when you get home. Making a favorite dinner for your child or your partner or somebody else. Putting on the water for an extra boost so there's plenty of hot water to run a bath when your partner comes home. Things like that. Basically thoughts and actions that convey, I was thinking of you. You matter to me. I love you. I care about you. All of which are displays of affection. And children also have lots of different ways that they express affection beyond hugs and kisses. In addition to the high fives, fist bumps, elbow, toe taps, body shuffle, smiles, waves, perhaps they can engage in sharing something that they have with somebody else. You know, they might offer you a bite of their biscuit. They might ask you if you want to go of their toy or somebody else, you know, asking if they can help. You know, let me help you. I'll do it. Um, or just seeking to do something helpful without being asked, looking to sit close by you and just seeking to be with you, physical touch of any kind, making or presenting little gifts from their Play-Doh or paintings they've drawn. Um, These are all ways that children show love and affection for the adults or others in their lives. So we have to get beyond the it's just hugs and kisses. It's okay for me to not want to hug or kiss. It doesn't mean that I don't feel affection and I need to be raised knowing I have lots of ways that I can show that. Even kisses can be invited in a variety of ways that afford a child choice and control. I mean, obviously, we know a kiss in terms of a kiss with the mouth. That's one. But also you can do a little kiss by rubbing your noses side to side. I know some people call that an Eskimo kiss. I've also heard it described as a Hawaiian kiss. But just basically bringing your noses together and rubbing them side to side. You can also bring your eye to someone's cheek and blink. Just flutter your eyelashes on their cheek. And that's often called a butterfly kiss. It's nice to know, you know, we could have a kiss. We could use a kiss with our mouth or we could do our nose kiss or our butterfly kiss. You can also do what, you know, I'm going to call an elephant kiss. And what you do is you place your two fists. So ball your hands into two fists, place them on top of each other and then bring them up to your mouth so that you're forming a a trunk of sorts. And then you send the outside fist away, making a kiss noise as it gently lands on a cheek. So you're kind of put them fist on top of each other, raise them to your mouth like a trunk or a trumpet kind of a a move. And then you're going to go and make that kissy noise as your outside fist moves away from you and gently rubs the cheek of the other person or their hand. And that's just called an elephant kiss. And that can be a way for a child who really doesn't enjoy close physical proximity for whatever reason. And we will always respect that they can still give or receive a kiss. But this one is done from a 
a greater physical distance from each other. But beyond all of this choice, they can simply say no. No, I don't want to. No kind of kiss, no kind of hug, no kind of affection. I just don't want to. And a no is not a rejection a rejection of us or it's not an accusation against the other person it may be that your child has tactile sensitivity they may be physically uncomfortable with the feeling of a hug that tight squeezy deep pressure maybe the person in question is wearing a particular perfume or aftershave or their clothing has a smell that is overwhelming for your child maybe the material of their jumper or jacket they have a sensitivity to maybe they don't feel comfortable enough with that person to hug or kiss them that is okay you know that needs to be okay never tell a child that they must give a hug or a kiss in exchange for a gift the person has for them because that communicates a very uncomfortable message that you will spend years undoing that i show give you kisses and hugs in exchange for some kind of a treat a good you know an item it's just not a message we want to start with our children they can say thank you for a gift and they can make or send a thank you card or picture for the gift there is always another way to show appreciation gratitude and affection and our children need to grow up knowing that there are lots of ways of showing such feelings and that the choice and control is theirs their bodies and what happens with their bodies is within their control Saying no does not make them ungrateful or rude. Again, this is an uncomfortable message to convey to children and one that you would never convey to another adult, that your no is rude, your no is ingratitude. Actually, we don't want children feeling they have to comply or go along with something they're not comfortable for out of some sense of duty or obligation to be polite to others. I mean, think about it yourself. Were you ever forced or cajoled into hugging or kissing a relative or family friend who gifted you with something? Just think in your childhood, did that ever happen? I'm I'm guessing it did because it's happened to most of us. Just bring that back to mind and how did it feel at the time? Now, how do you wish that situation had been handled with and for you? However you wish it had been, start there. That's what you're going to use as your guide. And instead of demanding a hug, even playfully doing so in a come here you, give me a hug, try offering and inviting. Hey, how would you feel about a hug today? No, perhaps a high five or a fist bump feels better for you today. And be aware that just because a child gives a hug, their body language lets you know how they feel about it. Perhaps they grimace or they might even place their arms in front of their body so they're not hugging with an open body. They're limiting the amount of bodily contact in the hug. Or perhaps they avert their gaze by you know, arching and straining their head away and out of the hug, or they leave their arms down by their side, either rigidly or even floppily, so that they're very passive in the hug. Hear that, listen to that body language and acknowledge it with a, hey, thanks for letting me know that hug wasn't comfortable for you. You never have to do something you're uncomfortable with, and I would never want you to. We can share a smile and wave today, but even if that's too much, know that I love and care about you, and I want you to feel safe and comfortable. I'm not suggesting that as a script. You know, you make it work for you and say something that's natural, but you're teaching your child that they do not have to comply and that their comfort matters most to you. 
And it's valid for all children and especially for children who've experienced trauma or who have grown up in a home where affection was not openly displayed. It doesn't mean it didn't exist, by the way, but it was not openly displayed and they are not really familiar with that kind of overt display of affection as yet. Someone refusing our hug or or kiss is not a rejection of us. It is a statement of discomfort with that particular expression of affection, either in general or in that particular moment. Find other ways because affection is more than hugs and kisses. Respect body boundaries and raise children in an environment where consent matters from the youngest of ages. Thank you for listening. I'd love if you could leave a positive review, share this with a friend or a few friends, or even subscribe to the podcast. It really helps others to find it and helps with visibility online. You can also follow me on Instagram at Joanna Fortune or on Twitter at the Joanna Fortune. No E at the end of that. Tune in next time for more 15-minute parenting.